This episode is brought to you by my template shop on Etsy. That's right. I heard your feedback a couple months back and opened up a template store for all you Etsy lovers, and I have been blown away by the feedback so far. While all of my templates and bundles listed are already included inside my Playmaker Society monthly membership, now you have the option of purchasing these resources a la carte as you need them, which is perfect if you're not quite ready to jump in and join our Playmaker community quite yet. These templates and trainings start at just $7, are professionally developed and proven to work, and can save you hundreds of hours and dollars because, like you've probably heard a million times, there is no need to reinvent the wheel, especially when I have already created highly effective operations documents and templates and optimized them over the years to be exactly what you need in your business, exactly when you need them. Head to the show notes to browse my a la carte templates on Etsy starting at just $7 right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, happy Monday and welcome back. It's me, your host, Michelle Caruana. And today we have a little old school profitable play podcast episode using the original format from when I first launched this podcast over two years ago now. And if you recall, if you are an OG listener, they used to be really quick, like 10 minute episodes, and I would release them five days a week. So this means today I'm going to be giving you some short and snappy tips for a few reasons. First, I know you are likely crazy busy right now with tax prep and busy season and even still just recovering from holiday break because same. I get feedback all the time that you really like these quick episodes mixed in with longer form content and interviews. So I decided that I'm going to try to do more of these again because I know you're busy and two episodes a week is a lot for us both. (laughs) And please, if this is the kind of episode that you appreciate and want to hear more of these quick snappy tips, DM me on Instagram and let me know because as always, I want to create episodes that you want to listen to and that actually move your business forward, right? Like I always say. And my Instagram is just at it's Michelle Caruana. It's also linked in the show notes. I'd love to connect with you there. But the second reason I'm bringing back this format is that we are on week two of being snowed in here in Western New York. My kids have had snow days all week. And honestly, that's made it a little tough to record very long episodes even during my normal quote-unquote safe time before they wake up for the day at like 4 or 5 a.m. Because it seems like there's always some plow going by or someone snowblowing right outside my window. Even as I sit here right now recording this at 5 a.m., my husband's already opened our garage door. He's come in our side door a couple times. Our alarm is chiming. So I apologize if you hear any background noise. It's because we are really going through it weather-wise. So I wanted to make sure that I still got actionable, valuable content out there to you this week, but like I said, I have to make it quick. And this episode is kind of on theme with what I am going through right now because 
This is a topic that's actually been asked about and discussed quite a bit in the last few days, both inside my membership for indoor playground owners who have taken my signature course, Play Cafe Academy, and that membership is called Playmaker Society. But also, I've been asked this quite a bit in my DMs on Instagram. Something that seems to be on the top of everyone's mind for the last few days is this. If you need to close early or close for the day unexpectedly for whatever reason, whether it be due to weather or a staff call-off or a personal emergency, how can we let our customers know in an effective way? And if you're listening to this as one of those currently open indoor playground owners, I know that you can relate to this nightmare scenario, right? Something happens, maybe your kid is sick or your employee goes home early or you're just really slow during an afternoon play session and you decide to close up early. Then, and this is where the nightmare scenario comes in, you get the dreaded call or email or worse yet, Google review from an angry customer demanding to know why you're unexpectedly closed after they just spent, you know, two hours getting little Johnny dressed and ready to go and then drove 200 miles just to check out your space, right? That's always seems to be the case. It's almost like when our grandparents used to tell us that they used to walk to school 10 miles uphill in the freezing snow and rain. That seems to be everyone's scenario when they come visit our indoor playground and then we are unexpectedly closed, right? And I get their frustration. And you know whether these reviews or stories or angry emails are exaggerated or not. It's just something that I've noticed over the last couple years. People always seem to love to detail the lengths they went to in order to visit our facility for that day. But regardless of if they're exaggerating or not, I totally get their frustration because me as a customer, I always check a business's hours before I go through all those efforts to get my kid ready to go. And because I've been a brick and mortar business as well, I check social media, especially if there's inclement weather or if I know it's that business's slow season. So I wanted to give you some tips that I've collected over the years from having been in that situation one too many times, having to receive that angry email or negative Google review. So I'm gonna give you some tips on how to avoid that and communicate with your customers in as many effective ways as possible. All right, number one, have a call forwarding system. And this is something that I'm so passionate about. I probably recommend this episode more than any other episode because it's something so simple, but it is such a game changer in your business, especially if you're one of those busy owners who's juggling a million different things, like also being a parent and also being a spouse, or if you have another job or side hustle going on. So again, I did an entire episode on this. So if you want to dive deeper, go back to episode 105. But we paid between $15 and $30 a month, depending on the year, for a call forwarding system. And again, to this day, it remains one of the best investments I ever made, not just for my business, but for my mental health as an owner as well. We used a company called Ring Central, but there are other options out there as well, like Zoom. There are many ways to use a call forwarding system, like to route all party inquiries right to your cell phone if you know your cafe is really busy and loud and your staff isn't going to be able to walk through all of a potential customer's questions. Or you can have a button that callers press, like, you know, press one to hear a pre recorded message, 
stating your business's hours or any upcoming events or anything like that. But in the context of today's episode, alerting people to an unexpected closure was one of the most valuable features of our call forwarding system. I could pre-record a quick message stating that we were either closed for the day or closing early, and you can record multiple messages to have on hand as needed. So you can tweak each one for all of the different scenarios that you might face. And then when we did decide to close, all I had to do was open the Ring Central app, press one button, and that message would now be played as a special announcement whenever someone would call. So that would be the first thing they hear after they dialed our number immediately. And this was really helpful in a few ways. Number one, once we got people used to calling before they made the drive and put in all that effort, It was an incredibly effective way to ensure that no one was ever inconvenienced or upset by a last-minute change in hours, and it ensured that I wasn't having to field dozens and dozens of calls myself, right? It was all automated. And then number two, if someone did end up showing up, the first thing they typically will do in that situation is call before they send a nasty message or leave a negative review. So when they call and hear that message immediately, they're able to get some rationale behind why you closed early. So they're likely a little bit more understanding right away. And they can now see that you did try to make customers aware of this hour change. And you did try to do your due diligence as an owner. You didn't just close up and decide, you know, heck with those customers. And sure, some may still leave a negative review, but it will certainly work to reduce these issues and better serve your customers. So it is a win-win in my book. And by the way, I've gotten some questions about how these call forwarding systems work. And I just want to give you the general breakdown, but I would encourage you to reach out to as many service providers as possible. I am not affiliated with RingCentral or Zoom or anything like that. I just wanted to give you a quick rundown because it does get a little bit confusing. I mentioned that the pricing is between $15 and $30, depending on which option you go with. And one of the most common questions I get is, well, you know, what if I want multiple phones or what if I want multiple options for people to press? Does that mean I need multiple quote unquote users? Because that's kind of the industry jargon that call forwarding systems or VOIP companies will use. They'll say, well, how many users do you need? And a lot of small business owners like us will say, well, you know, I want multiple phones or I want multiple call forwarding options. So places to route the calls. And they'll say, well, I need three or four or five users. However, that's actually not the case. And you're going to end up overpaying if you do that. This wasn't originally part of the episode, but again, I just wanted to give you a quick cost saving tip. You can have multiple phones and multiple call forwarding options and avenues with just one user. So again, only paying $15 to $30 a month. Again, I'm using the pricing that I'm used to with Ring Central, but I know a lot of the other options are very similar. And typically, they'll actually provide the hardware for you. So they'll provide multiple phones that you can scatter throughout your facility. And as long as you only want the ability to field one call at one time, that's all going to fall under one user and you do not need to pay 
for multiple users. So if you need the ability to field multiple calls at a time, so if someone needs to be on the phone back in the party room and you need to be on the phone over at the front desk, that would be two users. But most small businesses that are under like 10,000 square feet, they can get away with one user. So do not overpay for this. And you can route calls to your cell phone or to your manager's cell phone if needed. So a lot of people will say, well, I like the idea of using a call forwarding system, but I really like the -the on-the-go flexibility of a cell phone. And I would love to tell you that a call forwarding system is, in my opinion, the best of both worlds because you can only field party calls if you want to, or you can only field calls from certain hours on your cell phone, or you can set it up for your needs. So for example, you can say, hey, I want the cafe phone to ring three times, and then if they don't answer, then send it to my cell phone. Or you can say five rings, or you can have it sent to your phone immediately, and you can set up hours for that. So again, in my opinion, this is one of the best ways to serve your customers at the highest level while still remaining sane as a business owner and not having to overstaff your play space. Because By automating this process, you're able to reduce the call volume coming into your space, in my experience, by over 80%. Because again, I talked about this back in episode 105. 80% of the calls coming into our business were just asking about hours or asking if we were open. So if we're able to just say, hey, press one for hours and up-to-date closure information, and they just get that pre-recorded message, that saves us so much time. And then our staff is able to better serve the customers that are actually in our facility. So again, off my soapbox, I just wanted to give you that quick tip. And I also wanted to give you that cost-saving advice. Don't let them sign you up for multiple users unless you need it. All right, moving on to number two. Have an easy-to-enable website banner. So we used Squarespace for our indoor playground website, and something that I loved was being able to have a bright yellow announcement banner at the top that was easy to turn on and off, even on the go in the mobile app. Sometimes we would use it for sales or special events, but again, in the context of this topic, it was also very effective for when we had unexpected closures or if we had to cancel an event. If someone was looking up your place to find the hours or address, they would surely see the bright yellow banner at the top of your website, alerting them to any changes. Again, this isn't perfect, but it's really effective and simple and quick, especially if many of your customers are millennial age or younger and are less likely to pick up a phone and call. They're more likely to head right to your website. All right, tip number three, throw a sign on the door. So we had a few laminated signs behind our counter that our staff could throw on the door as needed. One that stated we were simply closed because that was our hours. One that said we were closed for a private event. So like for a birthday party, because sometimes people would drive by and see a bunch of cars in the parking lot and just assume we were open. So having a very prominent closed for a private event sign was really helpful to prevent people from like straggling in during a private event. And then we would have one sign that said something along the lines of, we are so sorry, we are temporarily closed. And then in smaller print, I would include some information about how people can make themselves aware of unexpected closings, like calling, for example, or checking our website for announcements. Because clearly, if they're standing there reading the sign, they did not get the memo. So 
giving people some information about how to prevent that situation in the future is really helpful. And this again shows that you've done your best to communicate this closure in multiple ways and it will reduce the likeliness of your customer becoming angry. All right, tip number four, send an email. So if it's a major all-day closure, I'll usually send a quick templated email announcing we will be closed and some brief reasoning for it. It's best to cover your bases in this way. However, if you're closing down just a little bit early for the day, this might be overkill. What you may want to consider is sending a member-only alert or email since I found that our members were much more likely to come at our slower times, even if we were close to closing because they had an unlimited membership. So it didn't really matter if they were coming in for just a half hour. They weren't going to pay for that incrementally. They've already paid for it for the month. So I did send a member-only alert or email whenever we had to close early. All right, tip number five, post on Facebook and Instagram. And this one's pretty obvious, but again, for a slight change in hours, this one might be overkill. But if you're making a major change in your schedule, it's good to post on both platforms in your feed and stories and maybe even pin the post, especially if you're in your busy season. While this may draw some unnecessary backlash from honestly people who probably were not even planning to come in anyway, at least this will give you one more avenue to reach as many customers as possible and cover all your bases. I like to have a branded graphic that I've designed in Canva ready to go in my camera roll and in my manager's camera roll in both square and vertical format, so again, for feeds and stories that I could quickly post on the go. You can throw the date along with the graphic on the story or in the caption of the post to clarify the exact times you'll be closed, and you can always archive that post when the time period is over. But again, posting on both platforms is often really helpful for customers. All right, number six, text messages. One more that once again may be overkill, but again, if you have a database of customer phone numbers, especially your members' phone numbers, consider sending out a text message alert about any unexpected closure. Our email service provider, ActiveCampaign, does text messaging for us, so we can use this feature if needed. And then lastly, tip number seven is Google My Business Hours. And if this is going to be a full-day closure or a multi-day closure, you can update your Google My Business listing with the closure information so that it appears in Google search and maps when customers search for your business. You can keep your same consistent hours on your main listing, but Google My Business allows you to do overrides for specific dates where you need to close outside of that normal normal schedule, which again is super helpful. And doing all of these just to wrap up this episode is probably not necessary. We chose to do options one, two, and three. So a sign on the door, call forwarding system, and a website announcement if we needed to close early for a few hours. And we added on four and five. So sending an email and posting on social media if we were closed for the day. Now, if we were doing major renovations or we were canceling a scheduled event, we would certainly make more of an effort to communicate this and we would likely pull out all of the stops on this list. This is one of those things where you will learn what works best for your business and you will find your groove and your comfort spot when it comes to customer communication. 
Me, personally, I just could not handle negative emails or reviews or comments. They really derailed me mentally and creatively, and they just put me in a mental space where I could not operate my business or lead my team effectively. And once I learned this about myself, I realized that, yes, it is important for me to invest in some systems and automations to not just avoid as much of that as possible, but again, also to serve our customers and community at the highest level. So if you have any tips about communicating unexpected closures or any special announcements with customers, I would love to know. I know there are some fancier options like creating a mobile app and things like this, but I really wanted to give you some tips that were very easy to implement, like in a day or less, or even in just a couple minutes or less. But if you have anything you would like to add, or if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. As always, I love hearing from you there. And if you found this episode helpful or you enjoy the show, the best way to show support for me or for the podcast is to leave a quick rating and review wherever you are listening. It really does help so much and I appreciate it. All right, have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Wednesday. Wednesday.